Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Good evening. Uh, Steve, Steve, fresh off of Necronomicon weekend, so... Uh, I'm a little punch drunk. He's a little punchy. He's a little rocky over there. Today, we are talking about the 1972 film, Blackula. Sorry. Yes. I, I I know. Just the, just the name of this film screams exploitation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've never seen uh, an exploitation film in your life, go and see this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is probably uh, probably one of the better ones. It um, is. It's well done. Um, it's funny because I didn't expect to see so many actors that I like recognized mm-hmm. from, from other things. Yeah. And, and it was all from Star Trek. Uh, well, I mean the, the gentleman that plays, uh, Blackula, Blackula. Is... he was the, he was the, uh, inventor of the M five computer. I am great. You are great. Yep. Well, I think he was also like a very, uh, Shakespearean trained, Sort he of was, fellow. but and I recognize him from Star Trek. Nah, but his voice is just amazing. Yeah, and the guy who played the coroner, mm-hmm. right? He was also on Star Trek. Captain Hookhand? Yep, he was also a Star Trek actor. Which makes sense. I mean, Star Trek, you know, at the time was fairly popular, and it was one of those things where, you know, a lot of the the, um, the guest stars were, you know... Not like, well, Joan Collins, but not like, you know, upper tier stars, but, you know, you know, guest star material. Right, right. So you, you expect to see like a lot of these these people in things from that era. Right. And and apparently you did. Yes. Uh, Blackula begins uh, with an African prince and his wife visiting Count Dracula. At his, his, yeah, the seventeen, whatever's right at his uh, palatial uh, country estate that is supposed to be his castle. <laughs> <laughs> I want, and they're there to um, ensure Dracula's Count Dracula's um, support of of um, ending the slave trade. Right, they're they're there for the right reasons. Count Dracula, like in a lot of these uh, exploitation films, is a, a racist shitbag. Well, it, it's weird. I mean, yeah, he totally is a, a racist shitbag. But why would you go to some obscure count in, like, Eastern Central Europe to help disrupt the slave trade, which is based in um, Western Europe and, uh, and the Americas? Uh, trying to get that Habsburg money. <laughs> the Habsburg money. It wasn't. Wasn't. I don't think that was in Romania. Well, <laughs> I, mean, the, I think it was everywhere else. Well, you um, know, he was like, you know, Count Dracula must have had like some type of, you know, he had like a large number of Instagram followers or something. Right. So yeah. So he was very, very influential in certain circles. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and and the guy who played Dracula didn't even bother. Yeah, he didn't even bother putting on the Bella Lugosi or anything like that. He's just like, which is, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, why so, would I want to do something like that? That's right. 
<laughs> but yeah, he was total shitbag, and he tried to buy uh, this this um, king's wife. <laughs> right. It's like I love the slave trade. As a matter of fact, I'll make your wife my slave. That's right. I want to offer you <laughs> how a much? Money how for much? Her. Right. And then he's like, "Bullshit! You're not you're not paying for my wife." And and the guys was like, "We'll see about that." And and our hero, the prince. Uh, goes all T'Challa on everybody for, yes, for a little while. I, I think they did a, a really good job um, of ha- having the 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 guy who plays Blackula um, not be um, American. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like you definitely he you could tell he was definitely like um, maybe not an African prince because he had that deep voice. Right, with that no deep accent, thespian voice. <laughs> yes, but he he carried himself like a noble person would. Yes, so they they did that really well because it. Well, you also you, saw in his clothing. Uh, I believe that the idea was that um, he was educated in the West. Right, but but the other thing is, if you look at the trailers mm-hmm. for this movie, um. They call him uh, Dracula's funk soul brother, Blackula. Right. <laughs> so, but that's not really the case. It's that's actually not a, no, not at all. It's actually a very tragic story. Yes. Um, Dracula turns the prince uh, and curses him to to being a vampire, and I'm going to call you Blackula, <laughs> like adding further insult to. To already cursing him with the the thirst of vampirism, right? And then curses his wife to wait by the coffin uh, until she she rotted away, which yes. apparently she turned to dust. And then uh, a couple of guys come along. They uh, they buy the house and everything in it because they're antique salesmen. Yes, which apparently is code for homosexual. Uh, apparently, apparently, it is. It is not positive stereotypes in in this film. No, well, I mean, it is a 1972 exploitation film. So, yes. if you were expecting um, positive stereotypes, you just have to go for the 2011 remake. There's a remake. Uh, no, there isn't. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, and. After the antique dealers buy everything in the house, including Blackula's coffin, yes, um, they are all transported to Los Angeles. So like you do. have you have this kind of uh, the Dracula estate sale, right? The Dracula yard sale. You know, we're gonna make a fortune off of this stuff. Look at all this old ass shit. <laughs> hey, why don't we uh, why don't we put this coffin in the guest room? Yeah, it'd be a groovy bed. I think that's exactly what he says. It would make a groovy bed. Mm-hmm. It would make a groovy bed in the guest room. That would really kind of freak people out. Be a total mind fuck. And they inadvertently unleash Blackula upon the world. Right, right. By by breaking the lock on his coffin, and he just happens to wake up uh, because uh, one of the lovers. Cuts himself trying to open another box. Yes. He like cuts himself slightly and and 
they use like three yards of bandage. Right. <laughs> that apparently, yeah, but, over the course of that scene, he winds and unwinds and winds again. Yeah, there, there. I, I understand that this is like super low budget mm-hmm. um, exploitation film. And there's two, well, three professional actors involved in this movie. Um, but like a lot of the, um, I guess, victims mm-hmm. and the bit parts are acted really, really poorly. Yes. And it's, it's, it's campy, but because it's a horror film... It kind of um, detracts from the horror, right? Right, like a like a lot of stuff. But I mean, it, it's the story. The whole the the story, as it goes, acting aside, is actually a pretty solid um, vampire. Yeah, it's story. pretty. It's it's pretty solid and and, it's, and I mean, it's pretty not, standard. Yeah, it's not new. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe the love through the ages thing mm-hmm. that was also used in Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Uh, the Gary Oldman flick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was a huge trope at the time. The, the reincarnation angle. Yes, um, I know in, in Nosferatu, uh, the vampire falls in love with the um, Mina Harker Espy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get the impression that she was the reincarnation of his lost love. Right. Um, uh, and, who, and, whose name is Tina in this film, by the way. Right. So, and I haven't seen enough of the Hammer Horror films to know if, if it is a trope in those. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, it, it, it appears and it, it, it obviously predates Bram Stoker's Dracula by like what, like 20 X years. Um, something like that. Maybe, maybe only like, maybe right at 20. So, I mean that kudos to them. I think they actually did it better than Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's kind of like an unbelievable trope to begin with. Right. Now this is a solid hour and a half film, and they don't waste any time with like character development. Character development, <laughs> a lot of a lot of backstory. Uh, the, this this sucker has, you know, we talk about pacing a lot on this show, and this show is probably <coughs> or this film is probably uh, one of the few that's overpaced. Yeah, uh, there's really no time to look away. Um, and, and you right. will miss something, right? Blackula comes to Los Angeles, um, wakes up, kills the two antique stealers, uh, which brings in Barry Allen, police scientist. Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> he um, technically, is a he, he's a uh, police pathologist, right? Right. Who spends more time? He's like a field pathologist. He spends yeah. more time at the club. <laughs> he is like basically has an office in the club. Right. They call him. They call him at the club. Doctor, you got a phone you know, call. Kind of, kind of that. Um, 
the chief uh, in the shadow. Remember the Alec Baldwin shadow film? Uh huh. Where where the chief of police always hangs out at the Cobalt Club like every night. Okay. So so you know everybody knows to get in touch with him there. This is this is the type of doctor this this man is, um, and yeah he's he's got like his own table. They're always sitting at the same table when they go into the club. Yeah. And with their buddy Skillet, I want to know how they know Skillet. Ah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> Skillet, Skillet is kind of like he's the huggy bear, I guess, of this film. You know, it's like it's funny because, like I said before, it's advertised as like this funk soul brother film, and really the only like stereotype character is Skillet. Mm-hmm. Right, everybody else is playing their parts pretty straight. Yeah, I mean, you get like I guess um, Doctor Doctor Van Pathologist. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember anybody's name. Right, except for Tina. Except for Tina, um, he, you know, he is like. A, I guess he's a little got a little bit of Richard Roundtree in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I was kind of thinking, you know, he does have kind of that like shaft swagger, but know? but it's kind of low key, right? It's, it's kind of low key. You know, he's, he's a doctor. Like, he's not. He's, he's a doctor, and uh, you know, he's he's not a PI. He works with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have fairly high sense. rank in the police yeah. too, because he can yeah, ask he could, for shit. And he get could it. like, yeah, he could um, parlay with the lieutenant. And get shit, and and get shit that doesn't want to be given. Hmm. Yep. He's he's one of those characters that's free to speak his mind. But it's definitely hard to tell whether or not um, that is because the the people who are writing it just needed that there. Hmm. Because um, I I kind of got the feeling that there was a lot of that Wesley James Young gas station. Right. Kind of thing where you know, oh, we need to have this woman needs to have a dark room, right? <laughs> and her dark room has curtains. Well, her dark <laughs> room from the rest of the house. Her dark room's the kitchen, right? But um, it's there's not a, a, a door that seals the light off. It's a you know, it's a curtain, right? It's a curtain, and um, and yeah, so it, it's a lot of it is um, structure for convenience. Mm-hmm. Now, now. Inform me of something because you're a little bit older than me. Okay. Um, I, I do you ever remember? When do this you ever, movie. Yeah, but do you ever remember uh, police officers in cars wearing motorcycle helmets? No. Okay. That's, uh, unless, unless that happens in Judge Dread. Right. But yeah, all the LAPD uniform officers wear motorcycle helmets. Yes, I think that was to make sure you knew that they were cops, police officers. It, it was yep. the 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 white helmet was the equivalent of the red shirt. Yeah, well, it, it could have been that. It could have been that they can afford either the helmets or hats, but not both. Right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lady, do you live here? Lady, lady. And he just like yanks her up off the off the porch. I was like, I don't think you're supposed to attend to an injured person like that. And then he tries to take her back in. I'm taking you back in, buddy. It's like, didn't they send you the reports last night? I sent him over there. No, I didn't get them. 
You didn't notice the abandoned police car sitting right in the fucking driveway of the club when you left? Oh, shit. And awfully yeah. convenient for the lady who works as a photographer, a party photographer slash hostess at the club to live right next door to the club. Yes, that, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, off, <laughs> I guess... When you have your birthday pictures taken and in the days before digital photography um, and you need them right then and there because she didn't even have time to change out of her her, uh, bathing suit. Right, right. Out of her uh, Playboy (laughs) bunny outfit. Her sequin bathing suit (laughs) to to, uh, go into that dark room and, uh, you know, and and uh, protect herself from the chemical. Of photography, right. which right. aren't aren't dangerous or anything, right? Right, and boy, <laughs> she got that shit done fast. I know. I mean, fast. <laughs> so I mean, it, it was got... like she didn't even take the film out of the damn camera, and she's just sitting there. She's got a fucking paper developed in the trays. Like, whoa. Yeah, like I like I said, the, the a lot of the structure of the things they need worked. Because they needed them to work. Right. Or, or people, like, it was like, people just didn't know. And you just get the feeling like people didn't know how the details of how stuff worked. Right. And they just wanted that movie to be made. And they, and they probably didn't have a lot of time. Obviously, you know, they, I'm, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of money either um, to get it done. Um, it, it This was like... I want to say this was made um, as part of the wave of exploitation films that came out. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, it was kind of like, make these, get them out, turn them out, um, so people go and see them before it crashes. Right. Now, did you notice that the antique dealers from their opening scene were wearing their vampire teeth the whole time? <laughs> I did not notice that. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I so did like, notice their hair, though. You notice their hair? Their hair. Yeah. <laughs> their hair was straight out of 1972 variety show Afro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, Donnie and Marie. One, one was, was uh, white, one was black. And they, they were like just a 70s television primetime 70s television hair right right and, and the one had the liberace cigarette holder <laughs> well i mean they, they were they were gay so right. you had to like show that they were gay i mean they really went over the top to how show how, how does gay. a cigarette holder demonstrate someone's gay um I mean, was that was that supposed a, to be like a I think because like it's Fosse a reference or something? No, I think because it's a feminine. I, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So so Shaft, police scientist, uh, doesn't get struck by lightning, but he has a lightning fast deductive method. He does. He he like immediately knows what's. He's immediately suspicious. Right. Like, um, there's no blood in this body. Well, there's no blood in the body, and the telltale vampire marks had been um, covered up mm-hmm. with, like, latex. 
<laughs> right, right. The the coroner, the uh, the mortician did that to make him look more natural. Right. right. But uh, yeah, he found he found some later on another victim, and yeah, he quickly puts two and two together. Well, to be fair, in Dracula, mm-hmm. Van Helsing um, pretty much like knows what's going on from Jump Street. Right, but in, you in know, the, in the book. Right, I can believe that from from the perspective of like you know the 1700s, you know because there was this whole, uh, you know, kind of modern science or science in that period wasn't too far off. Dracula actually took place in like the Gaslight era, right? But there's still, I mean, we still didn't know a whole hell of a lot about medicine and how things worked, and it was only a hop, skip, and a jump to medieval alchemy and and occultism that's true but van helsing i have recently read dracula mm-hmm. van helsing was a uh, celebrated um dutch physician slash research right. physician um who they turned to him because they just didn't know what it was and they had no explanation of what was going on and they turned to him and gave him like just the you know the case history, and he immediately was like, "Oh, it's a vampire, right?" Because you know, vampire is is right there. It's in it's in the medical it's, books under V, right? So I mean, it's kind of like they they make the same leap. I think that's like kind of the trope of the genre is the scientist um, is. The, you know, the, the most rational of, of the thinkers is the one who has the most open mind. Right. And is willing to is kind of the old uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, principle of whenever you eliminate the improbable or impossible, however improbable, what whatever's remains. left. Yeah. Right. Yes. That sort of thing. Yes. And and yeah, and they're quick to adopt it and, and go along with it and prepare themselves for the eventuality. Um, now they and, went and, they and dug also up do that the grave. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say they also do that thing where all the principals involved mm-hmm. uh, know each other. Right. Right. His lab assistant is also his like wife his, slash his, girlfriend right. partner. It's not clear whether they're married or not. They're they, just going to move to the suburbs. You s- right. They live together with Tina. Right. Who is... Uh, who's her sister, mm-hmm. and they are friends with the antique dealers. Right, they're friends with the antique. De- well, one of them. Well, well, yeah, with with uh, the Bobby. Bobby. Bobby, that was his name. Uh, and Skillet. And Skillet. Who really Skillet? Nothing really happens with Skillet. Skillet just kind of comes in and, and wants the cape. That's a weird dude. Yeah. But I want that cake. He's, he's kind of like the flavor flave of yeah. this movie where he just comes in and says something um, that doesn't further the plot. <laughs> right. He's 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 he wants to be Lando Calrissian like years before Billy D. Williams. Right. He, he was like, you know, in seven years, they're going to make a movie. I want that role. I want that role. I want to be Lando Calrissian. I want to be Billy D. Williams. I think you, you kind of had to have Skillet in there for a little bit of comic relief, but it wasn't he wasn't in there enough to actually provide comic relief. Right, right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, he was the type of character that would have been like, "Oh shit!" Every time exa- something happened, 
Right, exactly. But, but it, yeah, it wasn't. It just was There wasn't, like you said, it was so overpaced that there really wasn't room for more skillet. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had more skillet in there, it might have um, brightened up the movie a little bit. As dumb as that sounds, yeah. Actually, the movie, overall, the movie it was a very kind dark. of needed a hype man. Yeah, yeah. It kind of kind of needed it um, because yeah, it was very um, very morose kind of film. Yeah, I, I'm, everybody. This is like, this is the TPK <laughs> film. Everyone who Blackula encounters, with the exception of um, Doctor Doctor Shaft and um, Tina. No, well, Tina kind of gets affected too, um, and um, Tina his, definitely gets affected. His wife um, ends up dead. And they have a great scene, and and I gotta I gotta think that Stephen King um, stole that scene from um, from Salem's Lot from this, where all these people are are missing and dying and being turned into vampires. I mean, you see it periodically throughout, so you know what's happening. And they even mention that vampires uh, reproduce exponentially. First you have one, then two, then blah, 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 right? And actually, what he said was geometrically. Geometrically, sorry. (laughs) Although, yeah, he meant exponentially, but they they opposed geometric well you know like i said it's wesley wesley uh structure vampires (laughs) geometrically so so you know there are because you've been seeing it happen you know there's a ton of vampires like peppering the ground you know they're making other vampires not only blackula but the, the action is, is focusing mainly on Blackula. And um, they track him down to his lair. Because that's how you kill a vampire, right? Right. And there is... Sorry if I'm spoiling this. <laughs> this movie is 40 years old, man. I think you can spoil it. It's over for you. It's almost a 50-year-old film. Yeah. So, they, they, they go into, like, a, the warehouse... Right. That's and, where the uh, first two bodies were found. It took us an, it took us an hour and ten minutes to deduce this. But I figured out it was a vampire in ten. Filled with every vampire turned right. in in Los Angeles. Right. You know what the problem with Los Angeles is? Too many vampires. <laughs> but Stephen King did the exact same thing in Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. Where you know they go to the to the lair and it's crawling with vampires, right? It's I mean, and it's super creepy if you like think about it. Uh, you know, it's a campy film, so it doesn't. It's not really like horrifying when you're watching it because it's a campy film, right? But, they you know, all come it, around the corner going, right? In in like it's great because the vampire makeup is like they just make everybody ashen faced, which is really cool because if you think. Like, how do you uh, turn a black person pale? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen junkies, <laughs> and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You get, like, ashy. Right. Um, so, it looks cheesy, but you see what they're trying to do with it. And this scene could have been, 
like the creepiest thing in the world. And if you take a step back and kind of think about it, it was a, like a horrifying scene. It's just unfortunate they didn't have enough budget to pull it off. I, I will add this, that uh, Transylvanian lamp oil is probably almost <laughs> almost as volatile as the oh grass in Beastmaster. Oh, my God. Yes. It is it it uh, ignites kinetically. Yes, I, I mean seriously, Transylvania, get your shit together with the with the safety regulations because yeah. I mean some motherfucker just walks around filling up a lamp and spills some on the floor, your whole fucking house goes up. Yeah, they they need OSHA. They yeah, need OSHA and bad. And and not only not only is it like super volatile that it like kinetically ignites. It's like anything that's on fire automatically, just a single touch ignites everything else around it. Yes. And it's like, so it's like super conductive fire. Um, It's Greek fire. They have discovered the, the secret of Greek fire and that was the last of it. The secret is lost in 1972. Right. An obscure warehouse on the Los Angeles, um, Docks, right? Which which goes to show you how big of a badass Count Dracula was because he used it just to light his house. <laughs> oh, his beach house! His beach house. And you know what's even funnier? What's even funnier is one of the lamp that they lit at the beginning of the film still fucking burning days later. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's some good shit there. That is some good shit. But I would say probably next to next to the you know, the Greek fire lanterns, um, the funniest thing was when he went and dug up the other antique dealer, and they have like the Evil Dead moment where the dude pops up out of the graveyard and he's like ah, and the and the doctor just is just clocks like him. <laughs> he just clocks him. It's that I actually watched that scene twice because it was so good. He punches him, grabs a shovel, whacks him, takes the the broken handle, and just stakes him. Right. It was like that was that should have been how the whole movie was. If it was like that, it might have been the greatest vampire movie ever. Yeah, yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been all better than From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, because then From yeah. Dusk Till Dawn had that kind of vibe going on. And that's the other thing. So this predates From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. But has that vibe, or tries to have that vibe, right? I mean, this. I think that this movie secretly um, is the genesis of a lot of vampire tropes that came afterward. Right between between this film, the Hammer films, uh, and and of course Bela Lugosi's, you know, Universal film. Right, but I think, but even like the Hammer films, I'm not as familiar with those as other people are, and I'll right. be the first to admit that. But even those have like the same kind of um, feel and quality as this. Right. Um, they're 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 cheesy, right? Mm-hmm. They're u- ultra over the top yeah, violent and cheesy. Yeah, right? but I mean, you get these 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 uh, upper upper tier character actors from England. You had a lot of Peter Cushing. You had a lot of Christopher Lee, right. you know, both of them very solid character actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the, often they played against each other. You know, Lee would be Dracula and, 
uh, Cushing would be Van Helsing, and I think they swapped it once. Yeah, but even like, well, I mean, you're talking about... But they were very sensationalist. They were very much, uh, you know, in that vein of weird tales where, you know, there was a, you, you had your TNA, you had a, an excessive amount of blood that, you know, for the time period. Right, but William Marshall, who played Blackula, is, like you said, he's a, a fairly well-known character actor at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Thalmus uh, Rashalala, who played uh, Dr. His actual name is Dr. Gordon. Um, bu- bu- God damn it. Sorry. Uh, Dr. Gordon. I'm on the fly here. Um, Thomas. Dr. Gordon Thomas. My name is Dr. Uh, to- Gordon Thomas. Also, a a char- uh, you know fairly well known character actor. He has been in a number of um, exploitation films mm-hmm. himself. Um, he's not just like, hey, want to be in here? Um, the guy who played the um, uh, Elijah Cook Jr. Mm-hmm. who's who played Sam the the um the coroner um was in rosemary's baby um he was in the maltese falcon with bogart he played the gunsel mm-hmm. you know so like you actually have like you know fairly well-known character actors in this not like you know not like gary oldman character right. actor but you know for the time fairly well-known people who you see on television and in films maybe not in the starring role but you know steady work so it, it's you know it's kind of the same they just don't have um i guess as big of a reputation as like cushing or or um or uh god damn it Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, thank you. I was going to just say Saruman. (laughs) That is not how you stab a man in the back. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, even the, the, um, even, like, the tone and, 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 uh, cast of this is, is reminiscent of, of those horror, hammer horror films. Right, right. I, I can speak. And and, and and the whole, you know, spawn the whole, like, direct-to-video sort of thing in the 80s. You know, and, yeah, the low-budget horror film. But, um, yeah, I think this was better than most vampire movies. I mean, yeah, we've we've compared it to a couple of things. You, you brought up a Salem slot, uh, probably referenced this. I, I, I would almost be willing to bet... Uh, even money that Robert Rodriguez definitely has seen this film multiple times. Um, I don't know about Stephen King. I don't know what his taste in movies are. But this just seemed like something that uh, uh, Rodriguez and his buddy, who shall remain nameless. Well, his buddy is also someone who's who's definitely mined this genre before for material. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um... And one of the actors, one of the stars of the genre, Pam Greer. Yep. Uh, Pam Greer I th- might even be in the sequel. Yes. Scream, Blackula, Scream. <laughs> Which... Next week on Microphone's <laughs> Events. It's Blackula <laughs> Month. 
<laughs> right, we're... Oh, yeah. It's Blackula two weeks. Right. Because there's only well, two Well, I mean, if it was February, it could be Blackula month. Oh, no, 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 no. Not no, because, day. like, I'm saying because February is a short month. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that old thing, they, they made Black History Month the shortest month. Yeah. Make make every month Black History Month. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, we shouldn't have to have it. We should just it should just be history. But uh, unfortunately, it's not. Right. So. That's true. There you go. There's my. That's my. Um, my. Did you say that because we're German? <laughs> Moment. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I. It's really hard to not talk about a black exploitation film with without getting up on a soapbox at least once, because that's also one of the tropes of of that genre of cinema is 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 a little bit of a soapbox. It, it kind of, except for the opening scene, which was um, racist Dracula being racist, and and the cop immediately uh, his first conclusion was Black Panthers. Yes, yes, there was that, and and like the um, horrible depiction of homosexuals, right? Um, it really there wasn't a much of a soapboxy in this film. Um, it was subtle. It was yeah. There it was it, yeah. It was it was subtle. I mean, the cops were definitely um, not enlightened. Yeah, <laughs> except for the lieutenant. And oh, even then, only only to a point because he dropped a right. couple of f bombs. Right. But uh, yeah, overall, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of vampire movies, and and you like to see the 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 tropes, um, yeah, see this movie. the The tropes are executed fairly well. Uh, yeah. Even though, even uh, I mean. As Steven mentioned, it seems like it's the genesis of a lot of what came later in your vampire film. Yeah, which, you know, in and of itself makes it important. Mm -hmm. Um, That if it was good enough for Rodriguez and good enough for Stephen King and good enough for Francis Ford Coppola. Right. Now, it should be good enough for you. What do I know? I I hate movies. (laughs) (laughs) But there you have it. It's Blackula, 1972. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Keep 30 luck points. Yes. Dragging those funks, soul brother.